My name is Ari O'Benson, and I'll be hosting you to the podcast, Bridging the Opportunity Gap. You know, life is all about the opportunities as opposed to the challenge. It's a lot more about solutions and not just problems. Too often, we allow ourselves to be defined by our challenges, to be defined by our problems. But experience tells me that individuals, organizations, and corporations that focus on their challenges are defined by their challenges. These organizations typically suffer or die under the weight of these challenges. On the other hand, individuals, organizations, or corporations that focus on their opportunities are defined by those opportunities. They typically succeed, they typically grow, they flourish. So life is about opportunities and not just challenges. It's about solutions and not just problems. All ideas that have flourished, organizations that have endured, corporations that have transformed our lives in ways that we never imagined, all focus on opportunities. They were solution-driven, solution-oriented. If you want an idea to flourish, you want to change the world, you want to grow into a successful leader, you must be solution-oriented. You must focus on opportunities. You must find the silver lining in every challenge. You must challenge the status quo. You must be disruptive. Do not be stuck to failures of the past. Open your mind to new perspectives that lie ahead and you will prevail. You will succeed. So it's about opportunity. Nothing but opportunity. Welcome to the podcast, Bridging the Opportunity Gap. Stay tuned. It's only April 1st, 2020, and it seems like it's been a terrible year already. That four months into the year, so much seems to have gone wrong. It almost seems like the world is falling apart. If you were to step out there and ask people what were their feelings, what were their, the emotions that they had within them at this time, you would hear people talk about uncertainty, anxiety, confusion, fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of tomorrow. We are all anxious. I have all of these emotions. Because every day we turn on the news and we see the numbers going up. Number of deaths, number of infections, and the spread community to community, country to country, continent to continent, 
The new coronavirus seems to be taking over the world. And it's causing great anxiety. And it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be frightened. Because we are human. We have to. But what are we learning from what's happening? What could be the silver lining behind all of this? And I know there has been conversation about, you know, the environment, what this means for the environment. There's been conversations about maybe this is a reality check. We were going too fast as a human race and maybe it was time, you know, to slow down. But today I thought about something as I read a lot more about the, the new coronavirus and our response to it. And what comes to my mind is an African philosophy or South African philosophy, Ubuntu. Ubuntu means I am because you are. In other words, my existence largely depends on your existence. In a world where we have been plagued with the notion of survival of the fetus, that for me to win, you must lose. That, that for me to flourish, it must be to the exclusion of the other. That we have been designed to constantly be in competition with one another. That in a world of abundance, we have developed a mentality of scarcity. That we're always envisaging that we run out of the abundant resources of this planet. And so we tend to grab it all for ourselves before the order grabs it. But, but what is this moment? What is this teachable moment? What difference does this moment make in that our philosophy of the survival of the fetus? Because like I said in another podcast, we all tried to beat the new coronavirus to the exclusion of all others. Yes, it was a China virus, so let it be in China. And then it was a European virus, so let it be in Europe. And now it's an American virus, so let it be in America. And tomorrow will be an African virus, and so let it be in Africa. But Ubuntu tells us something different. That I am because you are. That I must put on a mask today because I have to protect you. That I must stay at home today because I have to protect you. That we all have a responsibility towards one another. That we must win against our common enemy. We cannot compete against one another. We have to protect one another 
for us to be able to win. There is incredible richness in this simplistic philosophy. I am because you are. Our peaceful coexistence on planet Earth largely depends on our ability to see that we are our destiny is inextricably interwoven and that if we must succeed, we must be able to work with one another. If there's a lesson that rises out of the ashes of this incredible devastation that the world is facing, let it be that we see ourselves as a common humanity and that as we face and overcome the challenges of a complex world, one that is constantly changing, we must be able to work beyond the limitations that we have set for ourselves, the divides that we have, that there's a lot more common amongst us than we can imagine. That humanity knows of no race or color or ethnicity, or language, or creed, that human in, humanity is humanity. And that we, the only way we survive is if we walk together. Ubuntu, I am because you are. We are all in this together. Let's bridge the opportunity gap. Leadership, does it feel like the world is yearning for one? Do you look at everything that's happening around and, and wonder? I mean, we all growing up having a perspective um, of leadership. We, we always envisage that um, a leader is always going to emerge in times of crisis or that when there is a crisis, there is a leader to manage a, those, that particular crisis. It just doesn't feel the same this time around. When the world seems to be in crisis, countries in crisis, and it doesn't seem like there is a leader emerging in the crisis. You know, situational leadership has always been one of the most effective forms of, of leading because it takes people from a situation of despair and maybe doesn't get them where they want to be to the hope, but it gives them hope. It gives them a feeling of a sense of direction. And it almost seems this time that we're stuck with despair, that all around us, everything seems to be collapsing, that debts continue to increase, that the economy seems to be falling apart, that we're unsure of what tomorrow holds for us. Schools are not opening. The economy, we're struggling between whether to shut it down or keep it open. 
we're torn between um, health and death, torn between health and prosperity and all that we seem to be yearning for is someone who leads us out of despair or at least gives us the hope that we're going to be going somewhere. The story of mankind and history itself has always been about people emerging who have distinguished themselves, emerging out of the pack, out of the flock, to become um, leaders. That when people, the old Bible stories, when people are in bondage, someone comes and leads them out. Companies that are in crisis, someone comes and leads them out. Companies that are stuck in war and conflict, someone comes and leads them out. Crisis upon crisis, someone comes, emerges, and leads them out. No, <laughs> not this time. Not, not, not now. We don't feel like there's any one person that is bringing us together and lifting us up and giving us hope that today may not be good. Our prospects may not be good, but we're not going to end here. That we have the capacity, we have the ability to rise up after these challenges that we face. That's what the world is yearning for. A compassionate leader, one with empathy that feels for the people and that can talk to the people and take the people to where they hope to go to. Not this time, not now. And as the human race, we've always, always, always come out of our doldrums. We will this time. And if we're waiting for a leader to emerge, Probably not going to happen. But inside each one of us, you, the listener, inside each one of us, as a little leader that is yearning for that leader that we all hope for. And what if we could unleash the power of that little leader? Maybe you. Maybe your neighbor, maybe somebody else close to you could be the one that lifts you up today. That reminds you that the human race has always faced challenges. And that this is just one other challenge that will come to pass. And that we will get back to normal. Maybe it's going to be a new normal with things that are going to be different, but we will. And that is a matter of time. And that we have to make shared sacrifices now. That we have to accept and assume responsibility now. That we have to do what is right for one another. And in doing that, together we will prevail. So don't get anxious about 
the things that you cannot control. Stay focused on the things that you can control. And what you can control is how you conduct yourself now. Stay home. Wash your hands. Do everything that is within your capacity to prevent an infection. Be safe. But most importantly, accept your responsibility towards one another. That responsibility, the one of being citizen, says you have to protect me and I will protect you. That's the responsibility that we have now. That's what we need. Someone, each one of us, reassuring ourselves that we're all in this together. That's leadership. That feels so empty now, but it's found in each one of us. Let's make it count. Let's make it count.